This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello. How you doing, Monica? We survived Sandy. <laughs> we did. We did. And I need to go ahead and apologize for the delay uh, in releasing a new episode, folks. Uh, Hurricane Sandy did throw off our recording schedule a little bit. We hope that you were not affected too badly by the storm. We're still going to be releasing an episode on Cloud Atlas at some point. But for now, this is episode number 24 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Skyfall. If you're new to Cinema Fix, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies. And each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about the film and whether or not it's worth your time. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the film and you would appreciate a more in-depth conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. This week, the movie we're going to be talking about is Skyfall, the latest film in the James Bond franchise, and we're very privileged to have a special guest joining us today. He is a contributor to the film channel of Crave Online, where he also writes the series project in which he watches and reflects on each installment of several notable film series. He has written about all of the Bond films, and he's currently covering the Twilight Saga. He also wanted me to mention to you that he's a fantastic lover, so he has that in common with James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Seibold, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you for that flattering introduction. <laughs> no problem. I, I, I already have to start turning women away. It's just, it's nuts around here. <laughs> well, you've seen all the Bond films, so I assume that you've picked up a few tips and pointers from him in regards to, to, to how to handle the ladies. The, the problem is, since I don't look like any of the James Bonds, I, and, you know, I'm not erudite and rich and in a nice suit and driving a nice car. Also, I'm not British. Also, you know, sort of a, a handicap in, in my, to my detriment. His approaches will probably get you slapped 100% of the time. I would, I would agree with that. According to the Bond series, it seems like all you have to do to pick up ladies is act super confident and maybe slap them around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There was one of the Roger Moore films, I think it might have been The Spy Who Loved Me, where he checks into a hotel. There's a woman in his hotel room already wearing a robe, and they said, well, we have 30 minutes to kill, what what should we do? And he just takes her robe off. Right. <laughs> I mean, that that wouldn't work for me. I mean, it sounds like a porno. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> I need to fix your cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monica, uh, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of information about Skyfall? Sure. This, uh, I believe, is the 23rd installation in the Bond series. It was directed by Sam Mendes. It's the 23rd official, official Bond yes. film. C canonical Bond. Yes. There are three non-canonical Bond films. We don't count those, right? Right. Okay, good. Well, well, this is a debate we can probably have in part two, but is there really a Bond canon? I'm not sure. We'll have to talk about that. Oh, no. We're <laughs> questioning the church now? <laughs> Excuse me. There is most certainly a Bond canon, and I have very strong words to say on that, that topic. 
Okay. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that in part two. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is uh, Daniel Craig's third outing as Bond, and then there's this mysterious villain named Raul Silva, who's played by Javier Bardem, and he is like a hacker extraordinaire, and he obtains a list of all the undercover NATO agents around the globe, and is releasing their names. I think five at a time, week by week. Um, so it's a threat, and obviously there's a sort of deadline for these people. Um, literally. Uh, so he also appears to have some personal history with M, and it makes her a target of, um, these many terrorist attacks. Yeah, basically, he attacks MI6. And you forgot to mention that Javier Bardem is, like, smoking hot, sexy, bisexual supervillain guy. Yeah, oh, I got my beast with his character. We'll throw that in the second ca- second half, second half. That's debatable, but <laughs> we'll get into that, it. This'll be an all-out fight, alright? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's just a salient detail, that's all. Yeah. But no, he is he is great. He's one of the highlights of the film, I guess. We can go into that. Well, before we give some general thoughts, here's a clip. Always makes me feel a little melancholy. Grand old warship being ignominiously hauled away for scrap. <laughs> the inevitability of time, don't you think? What do you see? Bloody big ship. Excuse me. Double seven. I'm your new quartermaster. You must be joking. Why? Because I'm not wearing a lab coat. Because you still have spots. My complexion is hardly relevant. Your competence is. Age is no guarantee of efficiency. And youth is no guarantee of innovation. Hazard, I can do more damage on my laptop sitting in my pajamas before my first cup of Earl Grey than you can do in a year in the field. Oh, so why do you need me? Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. All right, this is part one of our episode on Skyfall, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts on the movie. I'm starting the clock now. Whitney, just give us, what what were your overall general spoiler-free thoughts on Skyfall? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I really like Skyfall. I'm not losing my head over it like a lot of the critics seem to be, but uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's certainly my favorite of the Daniel Craig movies. When Daniel Craig first took over the franchise in 2006, I kind of didn't like what they did with the character. In my mind, James Bond had always been a bit more uh, erudite, a bit more feminine, a bit more uh, witty, you know, light and frothy, and even silly, and they tried to make him very dark and broody and brutal. And with Skyfall, they seemed to be shifting the tone back to something a bit more playful, a bit more recognizable. The action is a lot more jaunty. The tone is a little bit lighter. There's less of the sort of tortured, violent Bond that they've been going for for the last two movies. And I really appreciate that. It's starting to feel like a real James Bond movie again, and I like that. All right, Monica, what were your thoughts on Skyfall? I did not like it so much, so... Oh. No, sorry. Well, first off, I have an issue with Daniel Craig. Like, he just does not do Bond for me. So I guess that's already a personal, like, okay. trip up. I just don't buy him as Bond. And then here, 
you know, is more of an origin story coming out from, like, the Casino Royale vein. And I don't know. I like my shallow characters without a background. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like my walking penises without any sort of emotions there. And he kind of does go back into emotionless, you know, kind of creep. But and still, it didn't really do anything for me. Like, a lot of, I guess, the tropes, the troubles that he falls into were kind of like, that's, you know, was completely avoidable if he had just, you know, used common sense before. So I, <laughs> I, I, I kept seeing myself out of the box. And then I had another friend sitting next to me. And eventually, during halfway through the movie, we we're like, so where's Nolan's royalty check? Because that was, <laughs> there's way too much, like, Batman vibes on this okay yeah i i gotta say i've been hearing a lot of comparisons to christopher nolan in regards to skyfall and i have to say that while there are a few similar elements i don't really see like a lot overall is, is this something we can go into or is this something we want to wait on well let's wait and really discuss it in okay. part two well i mean we can touch on it a little bit now i mean here's the thing in this bond movie I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that James Bond is let's say he he's he's older. Yes. He's a bit weaker and I can see people linking that in their minds to the presentation of Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight Rises from earlier this summer. Oh uh, yeah. As kind of the wounded hero who has to get his groove back. But other than that, Christopher Nolan wasn't really in my mind much. Oh, uh, like yeah. this film. It was a lot for me, so we could I guess we can talk that in the next part. I think it's it's just a, a further indicator. You know, you're, you're talking about comparisons to Nolan that Hollywood does this in a very general sense when it comes time to revisit a property or, you know, remake a movie. Their immediate reaction is to make it dark and gritty, make it more violent than it was before. I kind of object to that because it makes films less fun. Yeah. You know, when, when, whenever they try to make a new Batman, the new each new Batman is, like, progressively darker and grittier than the one before. And I'm still fond of the 1966 movie because it's damn fun. Well, hell, even Burton's version is still fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's darker than the Adam West version. Oh, hell yeah. So when it comes to Skyfall, I, ha I actually hadn't heard any of the comparisons to Nolan yet. All right. But I can see why people would say that. Mm -hmm. I think that's more something you can level at uh, Casino Royale than anything. But uh, Skyfall, I think, is, is moving away from that. Skyfall is the first step in sort of toward a, the old James Bond that we remember. It's actually a little bit fun again. I didn't find it fun. Like, okay, so I guess the more frivolous, like, womanizing or whatever, whatever part of the fun is of James Bond, he, he goes <laughs> through, like, one, and then that's it. And then okay, he's... Okay, let, let me... Can I, can, I, can I just say something what? real quick? What? I can see what you're saying, Whitney, when you're saying that this is a little bit more in the vein of the older Bond films in the sense that there's a villain in this movie that's a little bit more over the top. Yeah. Oh, full points to Bardem, though. Like, that's my yes. favorite soul part. And him and the Adele song. That's it. Bardem does a fantastic job. I think Raul Silva is one of the most memorable Bond villains of all time. I'm not sure he'd say... I'm not sure I'd say he's the best villain, but he's certainly Out of the memorable. past two decades? Easy. Like, in the... Maybe. He, he's definitely up there. You can kind of remember Le Chiffre from from Casino Royale, and who the heck remembers Matthew Almarek from Quantum of Solace? Nobody. You know? I was going to say, there was a bad guy? <laughs> I, I actually didn't mind him as a villain, but I, I do agree that Javier Bardem does a 
fantastic job. I'm not sure I would quite agree that this is a, a fun Bond movie, especially not it not not in the sense of like the Roger Moore films where he's swinging through the jungle like Tarzan and talking to animals. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, he never talks to animals. Even like when I was leaving the theater, just what people were saying, I was like, there's not a lot of car chases, is there? Like even as an action hero, he disappointed. Like I don't what else am I supposed to judge him on if not like, you know, what Bond stands for? Explosions and cool cars. Okay. And even the gadgets. They did have gadgets. Why were they no okay, gadgets? I think, here, here's the thing. I, I think the idea of what a quote-unquote Bond movie has to have, people like to say that there's a certain Bond formula, but honestly, after having recently watched all of the Bond films, I really uh, don't think that's the case. Personally, while I don't think I liked Skyfall quite as much as you did, Whitney, but I uh-huh. did really enjoy it, and okay. I liked how they incorporated some of the more familiar bond elements from some of the older films that we haven't seen yet in the daniel craig series my biggest complaint about skyfall is that i feel like the the third act is very weak compared to what comes before it i agree with that i agree with that i also feel like the movie is a bit thematically messy and kind of jumbled and i'm not quite sure what it's trying to say that's yeah that's pretty fair it seems to be the theme of skyfall is trying to find a place for james bond you know m has all this faith in him that he's going to be this super agent and unfortunately that's all predicated on what the audience already knows about james bond we know he's going to be a great agent because we've seen it in 20 previous movies So the the theme is actually sort of a comment on Bond's place in pop culture more than anything, which can be fine, but uh, it it becomes a little pretentious when you think about it. Right. It's sort of like if you look at – and I hate to bring them up because they're always bad examples, but the the prequels to the Star Wars movies Uh. (laughs) um, were all sort of predicated on the importance that Darth Vader had to the audience – not right. to the characters within the movie, but to what the fans already knew about it. So it's like all these like talk of destiny. We knew we were headed that way because we had seen that movie already. And I think that's the same thing with Skyfall. Only Skyfall is, by contrast, a very good movie. In that we're, we're finally we're finally setting up this gritty James Bond that they tried to re- they kind of tried to reset the genre in in 2006, and now that they finally got it out of their system with one one very good movie, Casino Royale, and one pretty bad movie, Quantum of Solace, we're finally back at a place where we can position that James Bond a- alongside the other ones, where he actually feels like what we know James Bond to be. Somebody who has gadgets, somebody who does be- bet a lot of women, somebody who actually has, like, wit, who isn't tortured. And, you know, so we have the, the introduction of Q. We have the introduction of sort of a callback to the old, uh, his old Aston Martin. We have the Walther PPK again. It's like, it's sort of like a halfway point between what they were trying to do in 2006 and what I suspect they're trying to eventually do, make other James Bond movies that are pretty much the same as all the other James Bond movies. Trying to make them sort of fun, globe-trekking, womanizing again. And I'm fine with that because I like that. I like the, I like that old James Bond. I, I, I think Skyfall is a really ambitious film, and I think it's trying to do a lot of stuff. As you mentioned, I think you, as I think you mentioned earlier, Monica, there's a little bit of an origin story, mm-hmm. kind of, that they try to deal with. And there's M plays a key role in the film, and her relationship with Bond is a, one of the, the, the movie's main thematic focal points and i'm not quite sure it all really connects in the end 
I will say that it's a, it's a very ambitious film, and I think it succeeds more than it fails, but it, it doesn't get, you know, an A grade for me all across the board. Yeah, I, was de- I definitely walked out of there underwhelmed. Okay. I, I wouldn't say I was underwhelmed, but I will say I don't think it fully accomplished what it was trying to. Well, I, I object to the, the, the whole third act. Both of you have said that the, the sort of origin story thing, uh, A, it doesn't work so well, and B, it's so tiresome. I don't really need to see why James Bond is James Bond. I think the appeal of the character is that he already is James Bond. We don't need to see him sort of tortured and angsty. The whole appeal of James Bond is so you can project yourself into that character. He's wish fulfillment. He shouldn't be terribly complicated. If he's too complicated, you kind of ruin him a little bit. I I disagree there, but we'll... No, no, I totally... No, I'm with him on this because it's just... His his character is a, is almost like a stock character, and you know what to expect from him, and that sort of thing, and that's why you can have fun with it. Yeah, the the, the fun is not the character; it's being the character. Yeah. and I don't want to find out that he's a Smiths fan. Like we can, like that yeah. needs to go on. Like <laughs> I don't want to see him in his teenage years when he's figuring this stuff out. Like you know, when he want when does he want to get a license to kill? It's like all we need to know is that he he's heroic because he commits murder. He always dresses well, he can have sex with anybody who he wants to, he can punch people, he can murder people, that's the appeal of the character. And I think that even though you can give him some depth and some richness and some texture by showing his backstory, you're not necessarily doing the character any favors. So when we see in Skyfall, you know, we get to see his... uh, Can I I say what happens, like, near the end of the movie now, or...? Uh, Well, we'll we'll get into it in part... Two. Okay, I think we should like wait. Like we should do part two right now because we're all bursting at the seams, basically, to explain this. <laughs> to discuss more of this movie. Okay, we yeah we've been talking for about ten minutes anyway, so let's give some final thoughts on Skyfall. Spoiler free. Whitney, should people see this film? I think people should. I think this is a an insanely well made James Bond movie. It feels like a James Bond movie. It has excellent action. It's beautifully photographed. It has some funny moments. It has a good villain. All around, it's just really enjoyable. It's it's just a really good action movie. Monica, would you recommend that people see Skyfall? I'd recommend people rent it. I mean, especially like for fans of the series and, you know, just go out and get it over with. But for the most part, like, <laughs> people who just want to go for an action film, yeah, okay, it's there. It's not horrible, but... Would I say, you know, get out there, spend your eleven, thirteen dollars to go see the movie? Eh, don't don't rush. Don't trip over yourself to the movie theater. Okay. I would say go see it. It's I think it's a very, very enjoyable film. I did not like it quite as much as Casino Royale, but it's it's definitely one of the better Bond films. You mentioned, Whitney, that it's beautifully photographed. I think Roger Deakins cinematography in the film is spectacular. I think it's quite possibly the prettiest Bond film ever made. Just visually speaking, it's incredibly rich, extremely innovative in terms of how it's shot. So I would highly recommend that people check out Skyfall. But I think that will wrap it up for part one of our episode here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two of our Skyfall discussion for a much more in-depth look at the film. And don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing Lincoln. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. 
That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including our new podcast, all about the ABC series Last Resort, Dispatches from St. Marina. Whitney, where can people find more of your work? Uh, I write uh, for Crave Online. That's craveonline.com uh, slash film, if you want to be a bit more specific. Over there, I am the co-host of the B-Movies podcast with one William Bibbs Bibbiani, uh, which is a weekly podcast. In fact, our last podcast, we reviewed all of the James Bond movies in a, an episode that ran about two and a half hours, so that was a lot of fun. I also do the series project there, as, as Mr. Johnson here mentioned. Right now I'm covering the Twilight movies, which is kind of a torturous experience. And uh, I also do free film school on that same site, where I just teach about a different facet of the film industry on a weekly basis. All right. Monica, where can people find you online? Well, uh, they can find most of my reviews on BOFCA. Uh, that's the Boston Online Film Critics Association, so B-O-F-C-A dot com. And I put them up on Twitter under my Twitter name, MCasty Movies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. Um, they can find me at Bitch Magazine, Paste Magazine, Phoenix, and Dig Weekly in Boston. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com. At the moment, I'm still writing about all the James Bond films. I took a break. I, I had to take a break from writing about each film so I could be sure to watch them all before <laughs> I saw Skyfall. Uh, but now that I've seen Skyfall, I will be uh, reviewing all the films in that series over at filmgeekradio.com. Uh, it's a series called Discovering 007. You can also follow me on Twitter at writer Andrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode of Cinema Fix. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!